Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. Something that you're with me and you're getting ready, and then we're going to read this together. Ready? Read. This is my Bible. It is God's word written to me. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So I receive it as truth for my life today and open my heart to hear God speak a word and fill me with the Holy Spirit so that my life will be changed forever. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So much of what God wants to do in your life is dependent upon your cooperation. I want you to think about that for a moment. So much of the blessing, the increase, the strength, the breakthrough, the healing, the joy, etc., etc., etc. So much of what God wants to do in your life and in my life is connected to our cooperation. Would somebody say amen? amen? Have you ever been looking for something, not even realizing that you already had it? Let me give you an example. Let me give you, Jack says, oh yeah. Yeah. Right there in front of you. You didn't even know it. You had it. It was veiled. You thought he hid it, right? I think all of us can relate. You're looking for keys. They're in your pocket. I had one of those weird experiences this morning. Uh, I grabbed this shirt from my pile of clean shirts. It was really wrinkled. And I threw it around my shoulder. And then I picked up some other clothes. And I put them in the hamper. And I got the ironing board out. And I went to get it ready. And, and I moved from this part of the house to that part of the house. And then when it came time to iron my shirt, I couldn't find it. I, I went to the hamper twice, and I thought I put my clean shirt in the hamper, and then went over to the bathroom and the bedroom, and I thought maybe I dropped it in there when I was walking. And then I went all the way back to the closet and thought maybe I didn't even pull it out, and I left it there. And I went and I told my wife, I said, I'm looking for my blue shirt. She said, it's on your shoulder, dummy. It was right there. I didn't even see it, right? Well, she didn't say dummy, but she did point it out to me. I felt like a dummy. And so what's the point? The point is sometimes, spiritually, we're looking for things from God that we already have. We forget. It's veiled. We're just not mindful of the fact that it's ours or we never really even thought that it's ours already. And it's kind of like that when it comes to God's power being activated in your life as a Christian. 
This morning, I, I got up and I went and I sat down with my coffee and I began to pray. And my prayer started out this morning, God, fill me with your power. God, release your power in my life today. And right on the heels of that, I mean immediately, I sensed like God said, Robert, the power that you experience from me is up to you. Now, I don't mean that irreverently, and I don't mean to try to say that what I want overrides God's will in my life. I'm not saying those things at all. But when he whispered that to my spirit, immediately I had a sense in what he was trying to convey to me. And he took me over to a portion of scripture that I'm familiar with in Ephesians chapter 3. And I want us to look at two verses, verse 16 and verse 20, so that we can get a running start. If you have a Bible, look at it with me. Ephesians 3, 16 and 20. Now, Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus. And in this particular portion of Scripture, he's communicating to the church family that this is how he prays for them. And in Ephesians 3.16 from my Bible, it says, Paul prays that God would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, listen to his prayer, that you're strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. So Paul is praying for the church at Ephesus. By the way, that prayer is applicable for you and I today as the church in Gastonia. And Paul's prayer is that God would strengthen you with his might. Some other translations say power. Strengthen you with his might and with his power. How does he do that? Notice, through his spirit in the inner man. He's talking about a strength and a power from God that's given to us and activated by his spirit down on the inside of our spirits, our inner person. Not physically, spiritually, on the inside. And then he prays a few different things, and then he sums it up with verse 20. This is a familiar portion of Scripture, and this is where God really caught my attention. He says, Now to him, God, who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, Above all that we ask or think. Now, a lot of times, people quote that part of the Bible and they stop. But the scripture is not done. Look at it with me. According to the power that works in us. So, I'm going to go back to my opening statement. Much of the things that God wants to do in your life and in my life is connected to our cooperation. Or, I could say it like Ephesians 3.20 says it, it's connected to the power of God that's at work in us. Do you see that, church? It's not just God doing everything. God ultimately is the one who does it. But in this verse, he's making a connection. That the things that we want God to do in and through our lives, they're exceedingly 
and abundantly above your best prayer that you could ever pray on your best day. But then he says, God works that power according to or in conjunction with or connected to the power that is at work in us. Somebody say, I want God's power to work in me. Come on, say it with me. I want God's power to work in me. This answers a lot of questions, friend. How do I get God's power to be activated in my life? How do I get God to move in this area of my life? For example, someone's addicted, someone's stuck, someone's hurt, someone's depressed, someone's struggling. In just about any area of life, we can fill in the blank. So as a Christian, as a son, as a daughter of God, how do I activate the power of God to flow in and through my life and bring the breakthrough and bring the answer and bring the restoration and bring the healing and bring the fill in the blank? Come on, anybody need God to work in any area of your life this morning? How, how do I activate God's power in my life? It's so important. When you look at these words abundantly and exceedingly, these are words that are describing something far beyond our human ability. These are words that are describing God moving in and through and on your life super abundantly. It's the same word that Jesus used in John 10, 10. He said, I have come so that my sheep, my followers may have life and life more abundantly or life to the full. Not just like every other human being that's out of a relationship with God. Not like every other human being who isn't part of the sheepfold. Not like every other human being who's not a follower of Christ. Christ said, I've come so that you can experience the God kind of life at a supernatural, abundant level. These are the same words that Paul is using right here. Exceedingly and abundantly. Notice, above all you could ever ask or think. Your best prayer, your, 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 your most faith-filled prayer. The prayer where you really think you're reaching for it. God says, listen, I'm able to do exceedingly and abundantly above that in your life. However... It's connected to the power that's working in you. Working. Now, this word, works, the power that works in you, we looked at that word a couple of weeks ago. You probably don't remember. We did a, a teaching on how to pray targeted and affected prayers. Do you remember that? In James, it says, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man or a woman accomplishes much. How many of you heard that verse before? That word effective and this word works, two English words, but they're the same word in the Greek. We're reading an English Bible that was originally written in Greek. The Greek word is energeo, E-N-E-R-G-E-O, energeo, and it's divine energy. It's a supernatural energy that comes when we partner with the Holy Spirit and we pray. And God is saying, I need my energeo, my power to be at work in your life so that you'll be in a position for me to do things in and through your life that are beyond your ability to do things on your best day. 
That's what he's saying here. This is a big deal. If we could learn how to activate God's power in our life, it would solve so many of life's problems and challenges and misdirection and mistakes and getting with the wrong people and doing the wrong things and going the wrong paths and putting our trust and our faith in the wrong institutions and the wrong people. If we could understand that God has given us power and he wants us to learn how to activate it, it would help you and it would help me. And think about 2022. We're coming at the end of 2021 and we all have these fresh starts come January 1. And if you're, if you're at all human like me, you want 2022 to be better. You want it to be stronger. You want it to be closer to God. You, you want to walk with him at a different level. You want to experience him at a different level. Let me just be honest. This is an easy, easy question to answer. How many of you believe that God wants for you to get stronger spiritually in 2022 than you've been in 2021? Come on, do you believe that? How many of you believe that after walking with Jesus for three years, for five years, for 10 years, God would desire for you to be stronger in your relationship with God, your receptivity to the things of God, and your ability to walk in the things of God than you, would, than you were walking three and four and five and six years ago? Come on, how many of you believe that God wants that, right? So we have to understand, what are some keys that the scripture gives us to activating the power of God in my life. And I believe that there are some keys that the scripture gives us to activating the power of God in our lives. And I want to show them to you from the Bible. From the Bible. It's so important that we see this. Now, I want us to look at, um, let's look at Isaiah chapter 55. That's in the Old Testament. Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. Remember, God is looking for you and I to allow his power to work in us, in our spirit, on the inside, right? When, when that begins to happen, I don't know how to explain it, but supernaturally, there are things that happen on the inside of us and in the spirit that readies us, that positions us, that gives God the ability to do things in and through our life that he couldn't do if we weren't allowing his power to be at work on the inside of us, okay? Isaiah 55, 10 and 11, a couple of my favorite verses. Listen to what God is saying. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper or have success in the thing for which I sent it. So God, he comes down to our level and he helps us to understand just from a natural standpoint, just like rain and snow come down and they water a farmer's farmland and they make the seed grow, and they make the seed sprout so that it brings increase and fruit for the farmer. He says, so that's how my word operates in the life of a person who lays hold of it. If you'll begin to lay hold of my word and plant the seeds of my word in your life and in your heart, just like the rain and snow make the earth produce, 
my word won't return void, empty. It's going to begin to do things in your life. It's going to begin to produce in your life. You're going to experience fruitfulness. You're going to experience breakthrough. You're going to experience victory. You're going to experience restoration. You're going to experience levels of success. God's going to move you from faith to faith. And you're going to experience a life that's been impacted by the power of God's word. That's what he's saying here. Oh, Pastor Robert, can we really believe that? Well, let me show you another verse. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians. Do you all know where that one is? Yeah, it's right here on my Bible app. Just press 1 Thessalonians. 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians. How do I activate God's power in my life? I'm going somewhere here. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. Paul, again, he's writing. He's writing to a church, and he says this. Listen to what Paul says. He says, for this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. Again, he's praying for the church. Because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. Listen to this part, which also effectively works in you who believe. We're asking the question, how do I activate the power of God in my life? Ephesians 3.20 says that God wants to do things above our imagination, but he does them according to the power that works in us. And notice this verse in uh, Thessalonians, it says that God's word also effectively works in you who believe. How does God's word work in you? The Holy Spirit is in there and he's pulling in that word into your spirit and into your heart. Now, I want you to know this. The word effectively in my Bible, it's the same word in the Greek as works in Ephesians 3.20. It's the exact same word. It's the same word in James 5.16 that says the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. It's the same word, effective works and effectively. It's all the same word. And it's trying to help us to understand that there is a divine active operation that goes to work on the inside of us when we begin to pull in the word of God. Can somebody say amen? That's what this verse says. Pastor Robert, isn't there an easier way? I, I just want, I, I want the miracle grow. Have you ever used Miracle Grow? It works on your plants, right? One of the things that I use in the fall is slow released fertilizer. I have a good grass guy, and he taught me over the years. Brian's used some of it. It works real good. It makes your grass green. It makes your grass lush. It makes your grass thick. It develops roots. It's a special type of fertilizer, and it's slow release. Slow release progressively and gradually the essential nutrients in that fertilizer is released over a period of time. And little by little by little, the power from that fertilizer is released into the soil and it causes fruitfulness in your grass. Think about it that way. 
when you make a decision to receive, notice in the scripture, receive and welcome. Receive and welcome God's word into your life. It goes to work effectively on the inside of every single person who believes it. That's what this word says right here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. So here's the first thing that you got to do this year as we're, as we're coming into 2022. If you want to activate God's power in your life so that it's working in your life, the number one thing you got to do, if you're taking notes, you got you to catch this, okay? I must work God's word into my life. I must work God's word into my life. Think about a farmer. Such an easy analogy. Jesus used it all the time. Have you ever done any backyard farming? I know some of you have. Barbara's done a lot, okay? I, I, I'm not that great at farming. I'm just not, but, but I get the principle, okay? So let's say that you, you carve out a patch of uh, yard, and, and you got the fertilizer ready, and you, you've cultivated your, your, your soil, you've put the fertilizer in there, you've got it cleared up, you're ready to go, and then uh, that's all you do. And you go to bed, and day after day after day, you get up in the morning, and you go outside to look for some growth. And you just aren't seeing any. And then a good friend of yours who knows some things about farming comes over and says, hey, what kind of seeds did you plant? Seeds? I didn't plant any seeds. Well, what do you mean you didn't plant any seeds? Yeah, I didn't know you had to plant seeds. I thought, well, well God is supernatural. God is all powerful. There's nothing impossible for God. He can grow tomatoes right here in my backyard without one seed. Now, you and I know that would be foolish. But it's the same thing. When we go day after day and week after week and month after month and year after year and we want to see the power of God released in our life and we want to experience more of Jesus in our life, but we have neglected planting the seed of God's word in our lives. Why isn't it working? This is one of the reasons why it doesn't work. Friend, I'm not trying to bring condemnation on you. I'm trying to help you. I know so many Christians and you know some of them too. They want to experience more of what God has for them, but they're not cooperating with God. God has given you and I the seed of his word. And he said, if you'll plant it on the soil of your heart, Mark chapter 4, verse 20, and your heart is representative of good ground, it will bring forth 30, 60, and 100-fold increase. That's what God says. So the question I have to ask myself is, do I want to activate the power of God enough in my life that I'm willing to work God's word into my life? There's a lot of Christians who are not willing to do that, friend. Don't be one of those Christians. Amen? God wants to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ever ask or think, but it's according to the power that works in you. And this is one of the ways that God's power begins to work in you. When you receive and when you welcome the word of God and you work it into the soil and the fabric of your life and you lay hold of it little by little. Any farmer knows if he's put seed in the ground and he goes out there the next morning, he knows even though he doesn't see a sprout coming up out of the soil, he knows that that seed is germinating. 
He knows the seed is working. He knows the seed is doing something below the surface. And little by little by little, as he waters it and it gets the sun and it does what the seed's supposed to do, all of a sudden, bleep, a sprout comes up. And then little by little, a plant grows. So here's a question, friend. How many tomato plants do you want? Plant the seed. Be a person who's going to work God's word into your life. Can you say amen? So this is the first thing. Here's the second thing I want you to consider, okay? I, I saw something recently that was like, wow, that is so good. I saw a post on Facebook. Some of them are good. Somebody posted something from Charles Spurgeon. Charles Spurgeon was known as the Prince of Preachers. He was a powerful man of God. He knew the scriptures and he preached in power with accuracy. And someone asked Charles Spurgeon, which is more important, reading my Bible or prayer? To which he replied, which is more important, breathing in or breathing out? And this is an important thing to consider because there are some Christian circles that say, it's got to be all about the word. It's got to be all about the word. And, and then over here on the other side, there's other Christian circles. Oh, you got to just be praying. It's all about prayer. You got to pray and pray. Pray without ceasing, brother. Pray without ceasing. Listen, it's both. The word is likened to a seed. And prayer is like the water from the Holy Spirit that begins to move over the seed of the word in your life. And it begins to germinate. And it allows the Holy Spirit to go to work on the inside of you. Building faith. Building hope. Bringing alignment. Helping you and I to renew our minds and begin to walk closer and closer and in step with God. We need the word, which is the seed. We need the prayer. It's like the water from heaven that works in conjunction with the word. And little by little by little, the power of God is working on the inside of me. And it begins to do things over time that you would have never been able to do had you not begun to pull God's word into the soil of your heart. So powerful. So don't answer me out loud, but just think about your own life. I'm thinking about my own life. How much time am I investing in a week to, to working God's word into my heart and then praying along with that so that it works in my heart and it begins to produce? Here's the second point I want to make. I must pray God's word over my life. Pray God's word over my life. Pastor Robert, I don't, I don't know enough of God's word to pray over my life. Start with what you know. Get one of those Bible promise books. For example, if you're sick physically and you want God's power to begin to work on the inside. How many of you believe that God still heals today? How many believe there's nothing impossible for God? So God says, listen, I want you to work my word in your life regarding healing. So you look up scriptures that promise God's healing power in your life. Exodus 15, 26, second book of the Bible. God says, I am the Lord your God who heals you. He said that. 
So you, you pull that in. What does that do? It begins to allow the Holy Spirit to do something on the inside. And you begin to pray that over your life. Father, I know that the doctor's report says this, but I know that you are the great physician. And I thank you that you are my healer. You're the God who mends and restores and brings back to health. You're the God of the impossible. Nothing's impossible for you, God. Hey, listen, sometimes God will use a, a natural doctor in the healing process. Sometimes God will just do Bam, you're healed right now. Either way, we want to connect with God's word and we want to pray God's word over our lives in that specific area. Maybe you need a breakthrough. Maybe you're stuck. Maybe you're addicted and you find scriptures that, hey, listen, there is no temptation that is common to man. God will give you a way of escape with every single temptation that's in the Bible. And you begin to pray that. Father, I thank you that you don't lead me into temptation. And when temptation comes my way, you've made a way of escape. I declare in the name of Jesus that I'm walking with God. I won't be tempted beyond my ability that God gives me to escape from it. Father, I thank you that you keep me on your path. I thank you. I thank, And you just begin to pray those powerful scriptures into your heart and into your life. And what happens, it's like that slow release fertilizer. Little by little by little. You look back on your life and you begin to see how God's been releasing his power in your life. And you begin to see how you're closer to God and you're, you're living in victory with God. And you're, Now, I don't mean you don't ever experience setback or problems. We all do. But it shouldn't be a life of a Christian that's marked continually not experiencing breakthrough and victory in Christ Jesus. Amen? So if you want to activate God's power in your life, you have to be a person that's working God's word into your life. The promise of Jesus is full and it's complete. You don't always have to just kind of determine whether or not he wants you to experience something. Let me explain practically. You'll get this. My wife and I were blessed recently. We went to Walt Disney World. First time. I know some of you go a lot. This is the first time we went. And when we went up to the booth, we got our tickets confirmed. They gave us a magic band. And she had one and I had one. And so at the entrance of every park, you had to show them or put your magic band on something and it identifies you of having paid for your ticket. And then that magic band lets you into the park. Now think about this with me. I go up to, it's a small world. And I ask the Disney attendant, can I get on this ride? Would you let me on this ride? Would it be okay if I got in this ride? What would the attendant tell me? Of course. Of course you can get on this ride. How about that ride over there? Can I get on Space Mountain? Of course you can get on Space Mountain. What about when I go to uh, Hollywood Studios? Can I get on Rise of the Resistance? Right? If it's open, you can. Three and a half hour wait, but you can get on it. Huh? What's your point that you're trying to make? Once you got entrance into the park, any ride that's open, you can get on it. You don't have to ask, and you don't have to try to find out. It's kind of like that in your relationship with God. When he gave you Jesus, Jesus came with blessing. Jesus came with power. Jesus came with breakthrough. Jesus came with healing. Jesus came with answers and solutions to problems in life. But how do we activate the power? We activate the power 
by working God's word into the soil of our lives, and we activate the power by praying God's word over our life. Listen, the book of Acts is marked. The church in the book of Acts was a church of the word and a church of prayer. Friend, a lot of the church today is wordless and prayerless. I'm, I'm not being condemning. I'm, I'm just saying, I've met a lot of people. They don't study the scriptures. They're not praying. And so we're not experiencing the life and the breakthrough and the victory that God wants us to. God wants to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ever ask or think according to the power that's at work in you. Are you working your field? God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. If you're sowing the word of God in your life, if you're sowing to the spirit of God in your life, I promise based on the authority of God's word, at some point you're going to see breakthrough. You're going to see healing. You're going to see restoration. You're going to see the manifest blessings of God in your life. But if we're not word people, if we don't give any time and devotion to praying at all, we're going to struggle. And we're not going to experience the life that God paid for us to experience. So we're going to be like every other person who's not in a relationship with God. Can you say amen? God really does care about every single area of your life. Every single area of your life. Now, uh, Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. Again, remember, he says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. Be honest. Be honest. In a week's time, how much time am I devoting to hearing, to reading, to meditating, to studying, and taking in God's word? Only you know the true answer to that. Pastor Robert, you don't understand. I'm busy. I'm a mom. I have a career. I know that. God knows that. God knows that. However, he's given you time and he's expecting you to invest just a little bit of it into the reading of his word and to receiving of his word. Can you do that, friend? Can you do that? Will you make a commitment to do that this year in 2022? If you'll do that, you'll begin to activate the power of God on the inside of you. You'll begin to, you'll begin to experience more of God working in your life. People that are in the word and people that are in prayer, uh, uh, they experience God doing things in their life. They experience breakthrough in their life. They experience blessing in their life. They experience power in their life. There's a story in the Old Testament in Genesis. I think it's about Isaac. Isaac uh, was in Egypt. No, he was in a land called Gerar. And there was a famine in the land. And how many of you know when there's a famine, everything's affected? Finances, food, resources. There's a famine in the land. And he wanted to go to another land down to Egypt where there wasn't a famine, where everything was flowing. But God told him, no, I want you to stay right here. And the scripture says that Isaac stayed in the land that God spoke to him. And it says that he sowed seed in that land. And in that land, in that year, he reaped a hundredfold. Now, to reap a hundredfold in a time when there's no famine is awesome. But there was a famine in the land. There was a lack of everything. 
But in Isaac's field, in Isaac's crop, he reaped a hundredfold return. Why? Because he took God at his word. Because God told him, do this. That looks like it's the right thing to do. That looks like the thing everybody else is doing. That looks like the natural thing to do. But God spoke to him and he said, no, stay here in the middle of this famine. Do what I tell you to do. And you watch. I'm going to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think according to my power that's at work. How did the power get activated? The power got activated when Isaac heard God's word speak into his life. And he began to walk in obedience to God's word spoken over his life. And I believe Isaac was a man of prayer. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they were men of prayer. And he was praying and he was in faith. And little by little, God brought out of a famine land a bumper crop for him. Amen. Listen, God cares about every area of your life. Don't settle. Be a person of the word. Be a person of prayer. God is a God that answers prayer. God is a God who watches over his word to bring it to pass in your life. Here's the third thing you got to do. If, if you first would work God's word into your life, if you would second begin to pray God's word over your life, here's the third thing. You ready? I must believe God's word is working in my life. I just got to believe that God's word is working in my life. And this is important because the enemy will tempt you. He'll put thought, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Going to services and hearing a message, singing songs, that doesn't work. That's not important. The enemy, reading your Bible, come on, that doesn't, that's not a big deal. You need to work. You need to just work. You need to stay busy. Listen, the enemy is going to do everything he can to distract you from putting your faith and your confidence in God, in his word, and in the power of prayer. So I'm telling you in advance, once you bring God's word into your heart, once you begin to pray over God's word in your life, you just have to make a decision. I'm going to believe God's word is working. I'm going to be like that farmer. I'm not going to go out there and dig up my seed and look at it and ask, is this working? Of course it's working, but you got to leave it in the ground. Of course it's working. You got to just keep praying. You got to stay in faith. You got to believe God. I've got so many things that God has done for us this year in 2021. 2021 for me, for us, has been a year of increase in so many ways. First and foremost, spiritually. 2021 has challenged me to grow closer in my relationship with the Lord, to spend, to devote, to invest more time with him in the word. Sometimes at three in the morning, four in the morning, I'm up and, and I'm, I'm, I, I can't sleep. I, I want to spend time. I want to invest time with God. I'm praying. I'm asking for wisdom, I'm asking for direction. I'm reading the word. Spiritually, I have had a bumper crop increase this year. I have increased more this year than I have in a long time. But it's because I'm making a decision to go after Jesus. Are you? Church, are you? I want you to. Why? Because God wants to activate his power in your life. He doesn't want you to go through your life trying to figure out, how do I get God to work in my life? I'm telling you from the scriptures. If you'll plant God's word in the soil of your heart, and if you'll begin to pray over God's word that's in the soil of your heart, and if you'll just make a decision to believe that God's word is working little by little by little. You're going to see God's power activated. You're going to experience breakthrough. You're going to experience blessing 
increase. You'll experience favor in the workplace, on your job. You know, as a Christian, your employer is blessed to have you there. They're going to see God working in your life, and they're going to just love you because God's working in your life, and they're going to give you favor. They're going to give you increase. God will do that. He cares about every area of your life. Why? So you could just get more? No, so that he can work through you more. Amen? Listen, I could keep going and going and going. It's already 1114. Would you just stand to your feet? I'm going to have the worship team come up here. We're going to sing one more song, and then we're going to release our service this morning. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.